All right, let's get to Mike Leon, who is a brand expert and president of Brand Heroes Marketing. And I want to talk about some headlines that have caught my eye where it comes to uh, branding. Mike, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. Good to be on. Okay, so let's start off with one of the biggest stories, I think, of the day. And it has nothing to do, well, really with COVID, because I think sales had been declining at Brewer's Retail or the beer store for years now. Uh, they were noticing they were losing money since, like, 2018. Um, but now we are during this heyday of drinking where everybody seems to be enjoying their zoom cocktails and the like, um, beer is losing the battle because the beer store lost $51 million during the pandemic. I guess my question to you is, is this a case of a legacy brand underestimating a changing client base and competition? I, you know, I think it could be. And I, I think that's been a struggle that's been happening for a while, Kelly. Like, I think, you know, when you look at the rise of craft beer, you know, in Toronto and Ontario and even all throughout Canada, you know, that's been a death by a thousand paper cut type of situation for the big box brewers for a long, long time. And I think now, you know, where COVID might play a role, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say that, you know, with, with all the concern about protecting small businesses, my sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if consumers are starting to turn their eye to include small brewery brands in that as well, and you add all that up, maybe that spells trouble for the beer store. I have to wonder how much uh, of it had to do with the lack of advertising. Because uh, I remember the Black Label campaign. It was huge. It was postering. It was television. It was radio. Mabel, Black Label. And it got <laughs> all of us. Uh, in university during the early 90s to drink old guy beer. Like all of a sudden, you couldn't go into a Toronto bar without seeing, you know, a hip kid, the original hipsters with a, with a black label. It, did they, did, did the big brands of beer just, are they off the mark when it comes to advertising? Well, you know, that could very well be it. I mean, you know, I remember like the uh, the classic for me was when I graduated, it was the welcome to your Carlsberg years. And I'm like, ooh, I'm in my Carlsberg years. But the thing is, is, you know, brands haven't stopped advertising during the pandemic, but they have shifted the nature of it. You know, Bud was one of the early leaders for that, you know, on, in the last Super Bowl, just, you know, running ads, telling people, you know, what they've been doing to help and, you know, how they're donating money. So I think the exposure has been out there. I just think, quite frankly, the mindset of consumers has changed quite a bit. And, you know, even though the beer store doesn't exclusively sell big box beer and you can find some craft beer there, you know, it's, it's, it's majority shares owned by a big box retailer. So I think advertising plays one role in it. But I think the other one is just making sure that brands are really in line with what consumers are feeling and thinking right now. And I think it's such a hyper local kind of economy that for a brand like the beer store to be really successful, they've got to find a way to dial into that. And I'm not sure they've done that. Right. And it doesn't seem like, you know, they've done, they've tried to, the bigger labels have tried to appeal to women more, you know, adding the citrus to the beer. Uh, I don't think it's working. And the locale beer, it doesn't seem, nothing seems to be connecting because there's so many other options out there. Well, that's just it. And, you know, like, like I was walking down the street the other day and I noticed that um, at the corner of Adelaide and Spadina, Bud Seltzer had a uh, had this, this this huge display. It was actually, um, I think it was Seltzer, the name of it. And it was Follow Seltzer's Quar Quarantine. And it was a giant size you know, can of, of Bud Light Seltzer quarantining in this little tiny apartment on top of a building. And I remember thinking, OK, that's clever, but there's so many other messages 
is that actually going to resonate and be memorable? And I think that's another big problem that people are just flooded with so much right now mm-hmm. that they're just having trouble keeping straight, uh, keeping it all straight. So it really takes something memorable to help cut through the clutter. Yeah, I also wonder how much returns are keeping people away from the beer store. Just during this pandemic, you know, that might be hurting them, that the fact that they take all the bottle returns and people want to go where people aren't. And if we're drinking a more more uh, amount of alcohol, it, whether it be wine or those coolers or whatever, and we're bringing all the empties back to the beer store, odds would be um, lower on, you know, meeting somebody that might come in contact with somebody that has COVID in another location. You know what, Kelly, that, that's a terrific angle. And I think, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head with it because, you know, one of the nice things about, you know, about returning beer um, to the beer store was that you're in the beer store. So, you know, mm-hmm. while you're there, you can kind of see what else is being on display and you can kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a really good cue for people. Kind of like when you're in the shopping, you know, when you're in the aisle about to cash out at, at the grocery store and you see a whole bunch of stuff and you buy the cash. Same thing, right? So I think you're 100% right that without that ability to really do that, there's a whole bunch of sales and top of mind sales that the beer store is missing out on. I wonder, though, if there might be a clever way to help replace that just by kind of shifting their approach to a more digital-based approach because other brands have kind of won in that regard. And maybe the beer store needs to play a little bit of catch-up. Hmm. So what do you mean by digital approach? Like, Are you talking about advertising or, or ordering? Well, you know, maybe it's advertising, you know, maybe, maybe maybe it's kind of a, you know, another way of looking at it. Like Tim Hortons, for example, you know, they took, rolled the rim to win and, and made it entirely digital. And, you know, the, the spirit of it is very similar. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's a lot of regulations around alcohol companies, so I'm not necessarily suggesting you could do something exactly like that. But I got to think there might be a way to really advertise in a way that hits people right where they are right now. Which, you know, smaller brands do a better job of that because they're more nimble. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking when you said rollout and the roll up the rim and winning contest, I was thinking that might be one way after the pandemic ends to really uh, re-engage hipsters. Because if they're the market that they're losing, the beer store should just go back to the old model of the wall and the guys at the mic and the two rolly conveyor belts. Why? Because... It, it was always a surprise waiting to happen, and I think that is something that hipsters dig. Like you know, the younger audience, they really like that, you know, experiential uh, portion of whether it be shopping or whatever they're doing, because they want it to be kind of meaningful. And if you are surprised by your whatever is rolled out to you, like maybe you get an extra six pack. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> and you you know, you never know what's rolling your way. Maybe the beer store rolls that out. Well, you know what? It's it's funny. We're solving all the world's problems on one call, but I, there might be something to that. And I think, you know, one of the things that really resonates people, especially during times of trouble like the pandemic, is nostalgia. Yeah. And the beer store has plenty of that. So one thing they could think about is, you know, bringing back some of that nostalgia. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that will resonate with people, you know, like us who kind of remember what it was like. But I think for younger audiences, it doesn't even matter that they didn't experience it. They'll just, it'll be something fresh for them and it could be a good way to connect people. Yeah. I mentioned that I don't like the new walk-in freezer approach to the beer store because in general, women don't like being cold. And some listener wrote me, Oh, how wrong you are. Try going to divorce court. I thought that was a little bit over the top. 
Um, but uh, let's turn our attention to this this young girl who is taking the initiative to tell Old Navy where they got it wrong. She basically wrote them a letter. This is a young girl. She's in grade one in Arkansas. She writes Old Navy, the head of Old Navy, a letter and says, hey, look at uh, is there anything you can do about the fact that girls' pants don't have real pockets? They're fake at the front. Their front pockets are fake. I'd like to put my hands in my pocket. I'd like to put things in my pocket. Can you remedy this? I think they did remedy it with a letter back to them saying, yeah, well, we are going to talk to the, our designers about this. It's a great idea. But then they sent her like eight pair of uh, bottoms with workable pockets. I think they're creating a monster. Am I wrong? You know what? I was actually thinking Bravo Old Navy. Because here, here's the thing, right? Like, you know, brands themselves have become more than just outlets to shop at. They've become, in a lot of cases, community hubs. And people turn to them for a lot of different things, including content, right? So I think when, you know, when a customer writes a letter like that, especially, you know, when it's coming from a child, I think that's a real test for the brand to actually say, like, define how truly connected they are to what their customers need. So when she's seven. Was, you yeah, think she's buying her pants with her allowance? <laughs> but her pa- even if her parents are, she's a huge influencer on that. So if old Navy's responding quickly, not only will, like, I have a seven-year-old daughter. So if she's happy, I'm happy. So if old Navy's responding quickly to that, what it's going to show is that the brand is in tune with what people are thinking. Now, could it set a dangerous precedent that everybody's going to expect pants? Yeah, maybe, but I think mm. I think the bigger thing is that the brand showing that it cares about what what their customers care about, which is a big win for sure. See, here's how I would have worked it because you said we're solving problems. If I was in charge of Old Navy and, and the marketing there, I'm not going to indulge this kid that will turn into a nightmare later on in life. Like all I have to do is complain about something and I get free stuff. That's my worry. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to supply her with something free. What I'm going to do is send her the letter back and say, great idea. Our team's working at, on that. And here, when you can finally purchase those pockets, here's something to put in it. Boom, give them an Old Navy gift card. Ah, look at that. Well, you, know, pockets. you could even ask her to design the next set of jeans. Say like, hey, like, you know, design it for us and we'll take it under consideration. So then it's, it's another way to ask your customers to engage. But I like it. I like the ideas. Starbucks is asking their customers to get conscious about the environment. They're only doing it in Seattle, but this is a weird pilot project that they're rolling out at five Seattle stores. It's a reusable cup. You pay an extra dollar for it. You can bring it back and get your dollar back and they'll take it at the store. Or I believe there's a a pickup service that'll come and get your cups. But to me, this is a really weird time to launch this with the pandemic. They say that they're going to, you know, pull a beer store situation where they clean everything and sanitize it but those cups go back into the run do you think this is going to work well i think it is a weird time to launch it and the other thing and and you know i I try not to normally air my personal beast but i gotta say with starbucks pre-pandemic i had so many difficulties getting things in reusable containers from them like i would walk in pre-pandemic with a reusable mug or ask for something on a plate and some baristas would laugh at me and still give it to me in a bag afterwards (laughs) And I found this so many different stores and I started looking online and there were similar types of complaints. So I think if they're going to do something like this, they've got to go all in on it and they've got to really properly message it. Otherwise, what's going to happen is it's going to have the appearance of what's really commonly referred to as greenwashing, which is just brands kind of jumping on the bandwagon to try and be, you know, try and be hip. 
But I think in this case, if they're going to own it, they got to really own it and make sure that it's truly authentic. And, and I think Starbucks has some ways to go before they could really show that. All right. Well, I appreciate your uh, insight on all of these stories because they're interesting, that's for sure, and things to talk about uh, at the dinner table as we stay at home or, <laughs> hey, spending a lot of time. You're going to be talking to the people you love a lot.